0: And our devotion today comes from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 17 to 31, and Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. By faith, Abraham, when when he was tested, offered up Isaac, who he had received the promise was in fact an act of offering up his only son, of whom it was said, through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was able to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. By faith, Isaac invoked future blessings on Jacob and Esau. By faith, Jacob, when dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph, bowing in worship over the head of his staff. By faith, Joseph, at the end of his life, made mention of the exodus of the Israelites and gave directions concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God By faith, the people crossed the Red Sea, as if on dry land. But the Egyptians, when they attempted to do the same, were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith, Rahab, the prostitute, did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. Therefore, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for the Gospel Proclamation is the epistle to the Hebrews that I just finished reading for you and serves as the basis of our theme for the 10th Sunday of Pentecost. Because he is faithful... It will be okay. This week continues with the heroes of the faith. And we learn again that life is truly led by faith. Have you ever had faith in anything besides God? I mean real quantifiable trust in an entity above all other things in your life? Maybe it was a sports team. You saw the players your team was picking up. You saw the immediate competition. You saw their conference. And you really believed it was going to be different this year. It's going to happen. We're going to be champions for sure. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. You just got to have faith. I love that anticipation. I love that hope. Especially when the result is exactly what you believed it would be, or maybe it was the special teacher, professor, or coach. Just this week, I got the news that one of my beloved professors at seminary, Jacob Price the passed away. President Thomas Egger at Concordia Seminary, a former classmate of mine and Pastor Moore's, stated. Echoing my feelings about him too, Dr. Preuss was one of my favorite professors at Concordia Seminary when I was a student in the 1990s. He was an excellent teacher and very pastoral. He placed great emphasis on the clarity, the richness, and the certainty of the gospel of Christ. And he taught his students to value this also. Well said, President Egger, And I can tell you from my perspective, All my classmates that had him like I did and that I keep in contact with to this day emulate that spirit because of his care and faithfulness to us in those days. Great coaches, teachers, scouting leaders, military mentors and career counselors abound who are faithful in their calling. And if you were lucky enough to believe in them, you benefited from them and now become mentors yourself to the next generation, believing the very principles that got you there will help others succeed as well. Now, we know too well that these individuals were not perfect. Nobody is. We're all human, we say. And I always add, we are by nature sinful and unclean. So the mature amongst us are not surprised when they disappoint us. If we are shattered by that reality because our faith was so unflinching we believed they would never do anything wrong then we completely misunderstood what living by faith means. In that case, our hope for eternal salvation was misplaced, misdirected and totally misapplied. I've seen this Too many times with parishioners and pastors, especially the silver-haired legendary ones that married us, baptized our babies, confirmed our kids, and now are even burying the ones we love. These pastors were such a staple in our lives, we can't imagine life without them. Then they pass on or leave for district positions. And church just isn't church without them. So we find our way from church hoping to find another like him or losing hope altogether and simply stop going to church at all. That is not living by faith. That is putting faith in that which cannot save, nor has any permanence at all. The writer to the Hebrews exhorts us today to differentiate these types of faith so that we always have true faith, That lives by faith in the only one who saves. Our first clue comes in the person and the work of Abraham. Here, scripture alludes to the fact that this was not the faithfulness of Abraham, rather, what he had faith in. Abraham didn't believe that God would reward his faithfulness and spare his child at the end. Abraham believed in God's power to raise his son Isaac from the dead. Genesis 22.14 makes this clear. Now, many modern translations miss this. Thankfully, we have the ancient Greek translation of the Old Testament that does not and shows us where our faith is really to be focused. Genesis 22.14 in the English Standard Version of the Modern Translation says, The Lord will provide, referring to the ram that replaced Isaac at the sacrifice. But that is a generous second-step translation of the Hebrew word they translate as provide. The more wooden translation, which was done by the original first translation of the Hebrew into Greek centuries before Christ, is the Lord, he will be seen. Right here in Genesis, Abraham's faith is not his faithfulness. It is in God who will be seen. And since God was seen in the sacrifice he provided with the ram, we know that Christ, the Lamb of God, is the ultimate fulfillment of what the whole world would see to this day. That we live by faith in what Jesus did for us by dying on that cross that we see every time we worship. Do you see what I see? I see throngs of people flocking to the Christian schools this year because in us they see safety, truth, faithfulness. In a word, they see Jesus. And just like Abraham and Isaac, they see commissioned ministers that they can believe in because of what those ministers believe. They believe Jesus is the norm, source, and basis of all we need. This year, We are particularly focused on safety on campus and accountability. You will notice that moving with a car across campus will be impossible during the school week. We have sturdy barriers that will protect our students from any vehicles moving at high speeds across the campus, anywhere the students may be. But our faith is not in our barriers for our ultimate protection. We are enacting faithful code of accountability so students and staff alike will be ready to take on real responsibility that the world needs more than ever in a culture that takes no responsibility for mistakes they make every day. But our faith is not in our policies. We are exploring our opportunities to bring on Tim as our part-time director of Christian Outreach, a professional evangelist, if you will. But our faith is not in Tim's vast wealth of marketing expertise. Our faith is not in barriers. It is in the one who provides each and every child with their own holy angel who watches over their physical well-being. Our faith is not in policies. It is in the one whose policy it is to take our failure to be accountable upon himself and make us new creations accountable only to Christ. No, Our faith is not in Tim, as charming, talented, gregarious, and musical as he is. Our faith is in the one who sends his Holy Spirit to call, gather, and enlighten those who need a Savior from their sin. You know, I think a lot of people are losing faith in the goodness of people and the world in general. But there has been a subtle pushback on that overwhelming despair. Count me in with that pushback as well. Yes, I am a ridiculous optimist. I will allow, but I do believe, in general, it's going to be okay. And let me tell you why I think that. I believe in youth, especially young families here at church and that I see in the community. And I believe they prophesy the hope for the future. And I believe they do that by getting married, having children, and getting them baptized and off to school. I believe that does not happen in a community that is replete with hope for the future. I mean, if it really is as bad as major media, the internet, and cultural pundits scream it is, why would anyone get married and start a family? So they give me hope where there otherwise might not be. Which means y'all should have a legitimate hope for the future too. But that's not all that gives me hope. My neighbor put out a sign that said this simple phrase. Everything's going to be okay. Sponsored by our local art community. So that means the most creative people in our community have hope as well. The ones who paint, sculpt, draw and create art for the future generations to gaze upon and appreciate the beauty that still exists in this world. Why would they be creating if there's no hope for the future? That gives me hope, and it should you too. And finally, the other day I saw a posting that gave me hope for the future, even if the faith expressed was misplaced. It said, I have hope for the future because the universe is okay. And if it's not okay, it will be. I think this is one of the fundamental ways we should look at our Lord. Yes, their faith is misplaced in the universe rather than the one who created the universe, but the concept is still true. Because whether it was Abraham walking up a mountain to sacrifice his son, whether it was Moses watching his kinsmen be whipped by Egyptian overlords, whether it was having to travel through deserts and seas on foot, and whether it was Rahab forced to live as a prostitute, we can all agree none of that in any way, shape, or form is okay. But we believe in the one who can make it okay eternally. Whether we are faithful or not, because he is faithful, it will be okay. Amen. Now may that peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus always Ah, man.